0: We're trying something new this time, guys. Unintentionally. <laughs> we are recording from my laptop because Erin might have forgotten her uh, one and only task today. One and only task today. Her one and only responsibility. We were like, hey, guys, I think it's finally time that we, uh, you know, figure out the computer situation. Brandon put in a new hard drive. Everything's fucking great. Yeah. And I had it at my house to do all those things. i have got that bitch going and then stacy was like don't forget the computer we have to record and i was like (laughs) i won't i'm not an idiot yeah (laughs) the one reason you're coming over today to record i won't forget that it's gone i don't have it (laughs) she forgot it god damn have we told everybody on the regular episode that like the computer is shit (laughs) No, I don't think so. I don't know if they care, but the computer we record on is shit, and the last couple episodes almost didn't make it to you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. For various reasons, all having to do with the computer. Uh I feel like this should be your goddamn... Mm, that would be a pretty good one. Yeah. yeah. That you forgot the entire computer to record this entire episode on. That's a good one. Let's go with that. <laughs> and the only fucking reason we're recording is because I just so happened to fucking self-indulge and buy myself a laptop in the last, like, two months. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I'll take that one. <laughs> I feel like this is on me. Otherwise, <laughs> there wouldn't be an episode today. <laughs> because the fucking week Aaron and I have had. I feel like that should be your goddamn... <laughs> Honestly, I know, right? I don't feel bad. I don't even feel up. bad. <laughs> I'm like, dang, that sucks for you. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys, we spent like the last, I don't know, hour trying to get everything set up. Yeah. And today is our super special hangout day. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're like severely cut into that. So we were like, you, we almost lost a podcast to this day. <laughs> I didn't know how close you were. <laughs> you know what? Fuck it. Because I'm not giving up my super awesome hangout day. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I think that is a good God. goddamn. What were you going to go with? Uh, You know, something lame. <laughs> just uh, another thing about my kids, just being stupid. Yeah. So. <laughs> stupid kids. Stupid kids. Yeah. Just being stupid. Yeah. They like to go every morning, every single morning. They go, we're leaving the house, and they get into the garage, and they're like, let's hide from them. And then they hide behind the pool table, and then they pop out. Like, we open the door, and then they pop out, and they go, boo! And I go, ah! Aww. Every morning. Uh-huh. Every morning. Yeah. And right now, we're getting our eaves painted.
1: Ooh. And so
0: we have people, like, w- around the house at odd times, like in the morning. <laughs> and, uh. I walked into the garage and I hit the garage door opener thing and it started to go up and I turned around and then my kids jumped out and were like, boo. And I was like, ah, and you know, you try and sell it. And yeah. then turns out they were over by the garage door that was opening and uh, there was a guy standing there <laughs> holding onto a ladder so <laughs> there was another guy. So they, as it was opening, said, boo. And then the guys see me just go, ah. <laughs> like like f- just giving it a full Oscar. Yeah, full sell. Yeah. 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 And then they're, they just got scared. I don't know. the garage. Door opens and two little children are right there and scream boo and you're on a ladder <laughs> that could have been a lawsuit right where is osha speaking of which if you're on the uh pod group i oh. put a picture of them working on those ladders and yeah that's, that's just terrifying. scary yeah absolutely yeah. not yeah well i don't even know how you find a ladder that tall <laughs> i think they're custom built they have <laughs> to be like it wouldn't fit in a fucking store <laughs> They uh they have some like weird rope and pulley system. I don't know. I've been watching oh. it. Like, please don't die, okay? Oh, so that's they're like smart. We got this to like lift it up. Uh huh. Because yeah. at a certain point you're like struggling. Like <laughs> one more rung. Or I am. And it, they're made out of aluminum too. <laughs> <laughs> Just wasn't built to ladder. You know? No, me either. I I don't get it. Uh. They've all had to, like, well, let's wait for Anthony to get here because he's fearless to do our, like, <laughs> scary side of the house. <laughs> I feel like I'm Anthony in my relationship. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, never wants to hang Christmas lights. or any- I have to get out and do the high points. You're like, it'll be fine. I was fucking pregnant up there, and I was like, don't tell my dad. <laughs> oh, my God, right? <laughs> Brandon- He'll be so mad. <laughs> Brandon had to do something on the roof. Uh, I don't even Oh, hang more rain gutters, right? And uh-huh. he's like, oh, I should ask one of my friends. Who should I ask? Probably my best friend, right? Like, uh-huh. let's ask Lee. And then he's like, oh, wait, he's afraid of heights. He's yeah. not going to help He's like, no. <laughs> I'll come help. Does he still need help? No, he did it. He's a uh-huh. champion. I didn't even offer to help. I was uh-huh. like, man, <laughs> good <us>. luck. <laughs> I'm not going up there either. <laughs> I want to know how to install rain gutters so I can do it on my house. <laughs> mm. yeah. Yeah. I told him he has to think about it so he can give you a full rundown. Okay, (laughs) like map it all out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's got to be actually terrifying to be on the roof of your house. Yeah, he was like laying down face forward so that he could like drill into it. Oh God, into it. Oh, you know, I wouldn't be good for that job. I'm not really good at drilling at weird angles. It turns out that's true. Did not know that about myself (laughs) until recently. Yeah, I feel like maybe it's just a recent like you know development, uh, degradation of muscle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know She's probably, probably can't do shit anymore because all I do is sit around like a sorry sack of poo oh me too <sighs> yeah and then you have to go up like I don't know three flights of stairs one day for whatever reason out and of like, heart racing I don't palpitations I, <laughs> I ran up my driveway China. to make sure the trash was out and I was like I'm all shaky coming back down <laughs> you're trying to breathe normal like when other people are around exactly but it just makes it sound like you're gasping for your life <laughs> no i'm fine i just took the stairs <laughs> i'm gonna sit down just try and get healthy oh my god Busy see spots Yeah. <laughs> yes <Yeah>, seriously <laughs> you're all fucking lightheaded and shit yeah and they get that like stitch in your side and you're like oh god it's going down <laughs> we gotta take a break i think i, I can taste blood when i breathe <laughs> oh anyway. my god yeah oh you want to hear my goddamn yeah That's right, we're recording <laughs> Uh, well, interestingly enough, my goddamn is related to this week's episode because I found out after doing all the research that my father-in-law knows like half the people that are like tied to this case that I'm sharing with you today. That shit's crazy. I fucking know. And this is like the second time, actually kind of the third time that this has happened where like I cover a case and then I find out afterwards that I know people related to the case. Because one happened with my dad, and it was Virginia Woolf, the lady who was found in um, the oil drum in the pond in her backyard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that turned out to be like my dad's best friend's little sister or some oh, shit. God. Yeah, and he like knew her, oh. uh, grew up with her. And then, and I didn't find that out until like we had recorded the episode, and it was like, I don't know, months, years later, and my dad was like, oh, you should do this case on this lady. And he explained it, and I was like, uh, I think I already did, dad. And then when I said the name, he's like, yeah, that's crazy. And then the second one being Daniel Van Dam, when I figured out I basically work with her father. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then now this one. And I just so happened, because at the end of the story, it says the victim's father, his name is Raymond Wyatt, I think it is, Um, he worked at the Union Tribune, and it was in the early 80s. Well, Lee's dad worked there in the early 80s, or late 80s. But anyway, in the 80s. And I was yeah. like, just, you know— crap shoot I was like hey do you know this name and he was like oh yeah, Ray White. yeah that was my like supervisor <laughs> yeah so anyway I'll tell you his relations and everything after I tell the story yeah but literally right before you got here like 20 minutes before you got here I was like jaw on the floor like what the hell right and he just went to lunch yesterday with somebody and they were just talking about this case oh my gosh I know how crazy is that uh, I fucking know it's wild so anyway obviously I'm gonna cover a local case <laughs> yeah all right all right <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Okay. It's a little uh, six degrees to Kevin Bacon, right? Exactly. But it keeps fucking happening, man. With all these cases. I didn't realize so many people got murdered all over the goddamn place.
1: <laughs> people Meaning. ask
0: all the time, like, do you ever have a hard time finding cases? Like, people keep killing each other. I know. Everybody's like, how do you find your cases? And you're like, you could just Google the word murder. Yeah. <laughs> Click news. <laughs> it's really not that hard. And then you just find one that you can find enough information on. Okay, so this week I am telling you about Michelle Wyatt. All right. Now, this all takes place close to Aaron and I. Oh, it does? Yes. Oh, I guess I could have guessed that by our local newspaper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) This is all in our stomping grounds, all these places. Oh, shit. So you're going to recognize a lot of, like, cities? Okay. Places. C- counties there we go okay there, I think yeah the are counties, yeah, they're counties. Oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah we got those too <laughs> peninsulas <laughs> mm. there might be like one <laughs> okay so michelle wyatt she was born on february 9th 1960 in san diego california <gasps> i know that place yeah you do all right 1960 she's my dad's age mm-hmm. yeah maybe your dad knows her oh shit <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to ask So her and her family, they initially lived in an apartment on Golden Hill, uh, which, if you're not from around here, it's like an old historic neighborhood down close to downtown. Okay, yeah, it's like a big place everybody goes. Not a big place, but you want to live there, right? Like it's it's a popular place. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I mean, it's Golden Hill. (laughs) (laughs) Who wouldn't want to live there? But around the time that Michelle was um, six, her family moved to a home on Regner Road in San Carlos, California. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's also a nice place. Uh-huh. It's super nice. We were looking for homes there one time. Yeah. Anyway, now they're over a million dollars. <laughs> I know. I'm like, God damn. That's where uh, Brandon... His family lived, and then they sold their house. And now I'm like, that's like a $4 million house now. Yeah, like, why'd you sell that shit? God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's at- not that much. Just Yeah, yeah. Sorry. We're We're exaggerating. Yeah. <laughs> at a young age, Michelle had taken up tap dancing lessons, and she fell in love with dance. Love it. Uh-huh. And she also loved the ocean, and as she got older, she learned how to scuba dive. Oh, fun. Mm-hmm. She was like your typical California girl. That's how she looked, too. Mm-hmm. She was described as somebody who was always on the go, like loved to do things, had a zest for life, mm-hmm. all those good things, right? She eventually graduates from Patrick Henry High School, and she had oh, – yeah, yeah. Close. Close. <laughs> close. <laughs> okay. Fucking close. It's not our high school. No, but, but like half our fucking friends went to Patrick yeah. Henry High School. Okay, so she eventually graduates, and she had dreams of either studying oceanography or film. Okay. She worked a few part-time jobs. One of them was like at a McDonald's in San Carlos. I know which one. I know. So <laughs> this crazy another one was a local donut shop and eventually she gets a job as a checker at a Safeway grocery store. Okay. And that was in Mission Hills. Mm. For, like this is all I was like I don't know any Safeways enough. so like <laughs> <So, fuck> Safeway. <laughs> She would also give private tap dancing lessons and organ playing lessons to the kids in the neighborhood. Aww. And people all the time would tell her, like, you're really good at this, because I guess she was really good at both, and that she should be charging a lot more money than she did because she charged them, like, $3 an hour or something. Oh, my gosh. And she was like, it's not about the money. It's literally about the passion for me. So she Aww. was, like, a nice gal. Yeah. Now we're just jumping right into it, okay? Mm-hmm. On October 8th, 1980, when Michelle was 20 years old, she left – the Sue Hamilton School of Dance in El Cajon, she had been going to this dance school f- since she was seven. Okay. And she's 20 now, right? So, like, she... Grew up there. Exactly. And she would go there three nights a week to practice. Okay. So she's leaving this practice place, and she gets in her car, and she goes home. And when she gets home, she meets up with her boyfriend of four months, a man by the name of Patrick Acome, hmm Who my father-in-law worked with. Okay. Patrick and Michelle had met working at the Safeway together, and Patrick lived close to Michelle, so they would often hang out a lot Mm -hmm. just because they were close by. And then eventually Patrick got up enough guts and asked Michelle out, and then they started dating. So they're dating for, like, a few months at this point, and Michelle was completely smitten with him, and she even said to her mom – like, her mom was like, ooh, do you think you found the the guy or whatever? Yeah, and she was like – like you're embarrassing me, but yes, he's the guy. You know, Aww, I know, super cute. So right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Michelle and Patrick one day, that day after she leaves the tap dancing studio on October eighth, nineteen eighty, they go to her condo in Santee, California. <gasps> I know. All oh, right, a f- girlfriend of hers, and that condo was owned by Michelle's dad, so he was renting them the the, the place. Okay, yeah. Better be cheap, dad. <laughs> probably was back in the day pretty sure santee was like nothing yeah now yeah in like, 1980 a, yeah it was like, like one fucking... l- one road uh, yeah exactly <laughs> and it was dirt it was and there were horses it was rural <laughs> rural <laughs> now there's fucking so many fucking people in santee and so many lights it's better now <laughs> it's, it's better that way it's better now it's not as a uh, Rustic, yeah, we'll call it okay. I like it. Oh, <laughs> I see, I see what you're doing there. Okay, so they're hanging out at her condo and they head to the condo's garage to play some pool because she had a pool table in there. Wow, a, a bachelorette pad sounds legit. Yeah, now I think this condo had like a detached garage or something like that. Okay, like it wasn't, and I say that because later they say they're going through a glass door. A, like a slider glass door of mm-hmm. the place. So like after playing pool. So that makes me think they have to leave the building and then go into another building. So it must be detached. Yeah. Yeah. you're like, you like can't on the hill. Yeah. Like you can't get into the garage from inside the condo, I don't think. I guess is what I'm getting at. Gotcha. So they end up hanging out down there. Um, they talk about their day as they're playing pool. Michelle had gone to two of her classes, and then she had ditched a third to hang out with Patrick, and then she went to the dance studio. Don't you judge. <laughs> How many classes did you ditch? Not as many as you wanted me to. <laughs> that is called restraint. <laughs> For being honest. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a good answer. So uh, so she had ditched a class to hang out with Patrick, and then she went to her dance class, whatever. Now they're all hanging out, and she was saying that she was tired. Gotcha. Yeah. So they play three games of pool, and Michelle beats Patrick in every game. No, no big deal. deal. Oh, big we got big deal. a shark on our hands. No, no big. De- I mean, she's got a garage pool. with a pool table. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> and people that's who true. play me are like, "You have a pool table. <laughs> like, do, why aren't you better?" And I'm like, "I don't know." <laughs> do you ever play it though when other people aren't around? No. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean that that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter that she has one. Yeah, I guess I don't know if she played when people weren't around. It has to be. To but it was practice. like the eighties. That was the only thing to do. They didn't that's have true. like a fucking cell phone to dick around on. Yeah, they couldn't just TikTok for sixty seven hours. Yeah, you gotta actually do something to entertain yourself. That's true. It was like macrame <laughs> or play pool. Cards, you know. Oh. Everybody fucking was building their own goddamn floating shelves and shit. <laughs> I wish I lived in that time. I mean, I did. I was born in it, but you know, I wish I lived. Yeah. And thrived. Yeah. Thrived. Yeah. You'd have so many floating shelves. I would. We would need at least two. I go, macrame. Let's macrame some. This, it wouldn't hold. It no. can't actually hold anything. No. It's just for looks. <laughs> Although my dad would probably, proudly disagree. That's probably true. He's like, I could make it hold. Yeah. Yeah. It would just swing. All right. So um, she kicks his butt three games a pool. And they walk back into her con- Like, they're tired, whatever. She's kind of teasing them and razzing him for kicking his butt and pull. Yeah. Um. They go back into the condo through the sliding glass doors. Now, Patrick can't recall if they locked the doors after or not. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. But he does know that he left around 1 a.m. that morning. And he, like, kissed Michelle goodbye and told her, like, lock the door behind me as I leave. From the sliding glass door? No, from the front door. hmm so the Which back one like, might be open. Exactly. And I guess it's like, you know, pr- it was like a normal standard, like, make sure you lock the doors, love you, bye, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't like, I see some sketchy p- sh- stuff no, out yeah, here, make yeah. sure you lock your doors. Yeah, he was like, we did, this is like what I said every time. Yeah. And then I would wait and hear the lock and then leave, whatever, Aww. right? Yeah. I don't know if that part's true, but that's what I get oh, from okay. it all, is like, it was like, I didn't, Safe. Yeah, exactly. He cared. So now it's less than an hour later after Patrick leaves and a neighbor ends up reporting that Michelle's two dogs, which are Collies, are going ballistic. Okay, did she report it to the police? No, this is later. After the later, fact. when so someone she was hears- like, "Something happened," she it's was like, "I heard some shit." Yeah, I, Exhibit A. I was washing this bowl. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Do you want to take the bowl? Yeah. So this is the neighbor doing that shit. But she's also like, "Yeah, I heard the dogs barking and I heard some yelling, but like I didn't do anything. I <laughs> just like went to sleep." I mean, I wouldn't either. Same. I, I'd probably unless I heard like help. Yeah. I just said, like, (laughs) I'd be like, okay, that's weird. I've heard fucking mark the time in case anybody asks me in the morning. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And she was like, mark the time. Got it. And here she is coming forward. Then the following day at around 5 p.m., Michelle's roommate, that girl that she was living with, finally comes home. Uh Uh-oh. And she had been out on a, quote, overnight excursion, which I thought was really funny. That came from the San Diego Reader. (laughs) She was staying the night at a friend's house, like hooking up with a guy. An excursion excursion sounds like she was on a boat. I know. (laughs) Like a fishing excursion. yeah. Oh, that would be fun. Maybe she was. Uh, Okay, so she comes home and immediately she's alarmed because as she walks up to the condo, she notices that all the curtains are drawn and that the light is on now does that mean closed yeah when they're drawn yeah okay i don't know actually now i, you're curtains. I would think they'd be drawn when they're open yeah maybe maybe they're draw. i don't know drawn when they're closed. i could go either way now you're confusing <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> the curtains were closed the curtains were different than normal yes yes <laughs> and she was like what the heck <laughs> when you draw when you have a drawbridge which way does it go when is it drawn when, when they up? draw it back So then I would think that the curtains are open. Open. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you are right. I don't know. We'll have to Google this. So maybe the curtains were not drawn. (laughs) We'll never fucking know. (laughs) We're going to get a lot of comments about what it means to draw curtains. And I'm not mad because I'll forget to Google it and I still want to know. Or we're going to hear it and we're going to be like, oh my God, we're fucking idiots. (laughs) You know, it either could way. go either way. 50-50. <laughs> I'm just here for the adventure. Oh, my God. Okay, so the curtains are closed, and Michelle's roommate's like, uh-oh, that's weird, and I guess a light was on or off or something. The <laughs> things was... were different when she arrived. Yes. <laughs> Got it. They were not as they would she would have suspected. Okay. <laughs> also, uh, the mail in the mailbox was still there, and so was the morning newspaper Oh, on the front porch. So okay. she's like, uh-oh, SpaghettiOs, that's weird. And so she picks up all those things. And she's got, like, books in her hands from some her excursion. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And then she opens the door, and immediately she sees Michelle's body laying on the ground. Oh, jeez. And she drops everything and screams and runs over to the neighbor's house and calls 911. Okay. And she waits in the doorway of her neighbor's house to see if Michelle is dead or not. Like, because she's like, ah, I'm pretty fucking sure. But, like, I'm not going in there. You yeah, guys yeah, go Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm going to wait for it. Yeah, exactly. Whoa, that's so scary. I know, I know. So the police come and they confirm that in fact Michelle had passed away and it was absolutely under suspicious circumstances. Mm-hmm. I almost choked on that word. Suspicious. Suspicious. <laughs> oh my god. So they open a homicide investigation. Mm-hmm. Michelle's body had been discovered just inside the front door and when they go look around the house they discover that her purse had been dumped out into the toilet. Ew, which I think rude. Is weird. But it was like her, the contents of the purse and the purse itself were in the toilet. Why? I don't know. They'll like only, if you're gonna steal something, you dump it out onto something else. Yeah. So that's just being rude. Seems very unnecessary. Very unnecessary. unless he's trying to flush away evidence. Like they'll never find out who it was if I destroy the evidence her toilet of her or identity. Or flush her bag. Yeah. No, I, I have no idea. Now, they dust for fingerprints, and they process the crime scene and everything, and they send Michelle's body off to the examiner for an autopsy. Okay. The autopsy reveals that Michelle had died from asphyxiation, which was caused by strangulation with the telephone cord. Ugh. That sucks. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. And so they also find that she had been sexually assaulted, and they were able to recover the semen. Mm-hmm. Now, remember, it's the 1980s, so DNA technology hasn't really, like, really taken off yet. And so most of the murder investigations relied on interrogations and, like, piecing together the whole story to figure out who the hell had done it. Mm-hmm. So the police interviewed, like, a ton of people. They, like, keep the DNA. Yes. For Aaron in the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, had her and her boyfriend had sex? Mm, we'll get to that. Okay. I'm jumping ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. It's all good? It's all good? Sorry. Okay. So the police interview like a ton of people and the case really doesn't go anywhere. And soon it goes cold. Mm-hmm. And like we said before, like it relies on some somebody coming forward and saying something. So cases went cold pretty damn quick. Yeah, you yeah. don't have like DNA evidence. Now, it's a year after her murder, and the police like openly admit that it isn't there. Nobody's actively looking at her case. Nobody told us they did it, so we're all out of ideas. <laughs> exactly. Thanks, yeah. SDPD. Yeah, <laughs> good looking out. <laughs> and so um, it stayed that way until 1996. Oh my God. Yeah, when new DNA technology became available. So this whole time, nobody knows anything. Like just Michelle got murdered, somebody strangled her. Was and he a raped I don't know. I didn't say. <laughs> yeah. So it stayed that way until 1996 when do- new DNA technology became available and detectives take a second look at the DNA recovered from Michelle's body. Mm-hmm. So they discovered that the semen actually came from two different men. Mm. Mm-hmm. Here's where we get to it. All right. Yeah. So one was her boyfriend at the time, who was Patrick, and the other was an unidentified male. Ugh. Yeah. And Patrick was, like, heavily considered as a suspect. Of course. He's the last one to see her alive. Yeah. So they enter the other male's DNA profile into CODIS, and they don't get a match. So um, it was kind of just like a waiting game of, like, if somebody gets arrested and their DNA gets put into CODIS and then we'll get a hit. Yeah. And the case goes cold again. And then in 2020, detectives decide to take another stab at solving Michelle's case. And they decide that they're going to use the familial DNA. Mm -hmm. Familial. Yeah. Yeah. You crushed it. (laughs) Don't don't make me repeat it. (laughs) (laughs) So DNA from like FamilyTree.com or whatever and the 23andMe, blah, 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 all that stuff, right? Yeah. So it takes a long time and a ton of investigation to do this kind of like DNA mapping or whatever because – usually like if you're gonna look at a dna profile or whatever using all this shit first of all they're only allowed to use it the cops are only allowed to use it to build a family tree they can't actually get like your dna profile from there they could just tell if you're a rel- relative of your people and they'll tell you what kind of relative so they'll put all the shit in there and they'll get like a third cousin which is great and helpful but like how many third cousins do you know? Yeah. So then they have to go meet up with that third cousin. That third cousin has to be willing to participate. And then they map out their family tree until you get a closer hit. You have to basically find people who are willing to give DNA I to see. get a closer hit, closer Ooh, hit. That'd be fun. I know. Kind of like a puzzle, right? And hmm And so and, – in the in the report, one of the detectives was like, it's so weird to like call these people like you have other people in the room to give you like moral support because you've got to be like, this is gonna be the weirdest conversation you've right. ever had. But like, can I have your DNA? <laughs> <laughs> you might be related. I hope I get that call one day. Oh, God. I'm, like, throwing my DNA everywhere. Like, who wants it? <laughs> who wants it? I got some shady family members out there I know about. Right? <laughs> Nobody's safe in my family. <laughs> Come and get it. <laughs> I'll give that shit away for free. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Okay, so that's what they do in this case. Um, They map out the whole fucking family tree of this DNA profile. They get a third cousin. They map out that tree. And they eventually find a half-sister to the perpetrator. Oh, shit. So now they're like, okay, we have somebody we can talk to. But the problem is, is what if the half-sister doesn't want to participate? Yeah. Because that's that's her brother. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And what if she tells her brother... That yeah. were onto him. Yeah. That's like the worst that could happen, right? Yeah. Ooh. That's yeah. putting a lot of trust in a person you don't know. Exactly. And the cops were like, hey, this thing's been open for like 40 years. We're just going to give it a shot in the dark. But you can't, you can just look at that person and be like, oh, this is at Facebook with me and my half-brother Ted. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I'm sure they did that, too. Like, (laughs) me and Ted really are thick as thieves. Yeah, like, you're not just going to put all your eggs in her basket, you know? (laughs) Do some other investigating, too. I'm sure they did. (laughs) All right, fair. So they go and talk to the half-sister. They decide it's worth the risk. Yeah. The police go, they talk to her, and she's like... Yeah, I'll give you my DNA. Sure, let's do it. That sounds sounds like my half brother could have committed a murder. I'm not that surprised. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Did she know her half brother? She did. Ooh. So here's what they find out is that the man's DNA. His name was John Hogan. Mm-hmm. Now John's family tree was really hard for them to trace and piece together because, as it turns out, his birth was actually the result of an affair. Ooh. Okay. So it's all fucking messy. It gets weirder. Um, but allegedly, John was conceived on the set of How the West Was Won. <laughs> I feel like that's which, just a family rumor, which is like a weird thing to brag about. That's or like yeah, I was, con- my parents boned on the set of How the West Was Won. Yeah, because I guess it was like being filmed in Phoenix, or are some we shit calling or out Arizona. Are we calling out some celebrities right now? Well, John Wayne? No, I don't no, know. I have no idea. It's so weird. I feel like I feel like that's probably not true. Well, here's the thing. It says that his father, like, worked to build the sets. Like, worked building the sets or whatever and boned the mom. This is a very sensitive way of saying impregnated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know mm-hmm. why I defined that for you. You know. But, I know. Uh, impregnated the mother who was also working on set says something. Yeah. Maybe as a celebrity (laughs) actress. Uh, Perhaps, but she does. They don't say anything. They don't say if she is. So she's probably not. Maybe a groupie? I don't really know because this lady. Maybe just another person building the set. (laughs) Lady. Lady. Okay. (laughs) So this lady, she gets pregnant and then doesn't, like, stay with the guy that she hooked up with on the set and goes and meets this other guy with the last name Hogan, which is where John gets his last name from okay so she gets pregnant from the guy on the set goes raise the baby with another cra- guy yeah with the other guy exactly and then she has kids by that other guy and that's where the half-sister comes from and then she goes and has kid with another guy like an affair she's got a couple babies from a couple different baby daddies mm-hmm. and at one point she shoots the like new dad what yeah she like she- shoots the new dad and uh he lives the hogan dad the hogan dad oh god okay yeah he lives and she gets put in jail for like attempted murder yeah so like not a good not a good background okay okay yeah fair enough not a great childhood Mm, nope 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 uh so now that we know who it is who he is Mm -hmm. (laughs) and where he came from (laughs) uh they go the police go to find john Mm-hmm. So when they go searching for him, they discover that he had actually died of a methamphetamine overdose in Phoenix outside of a goddamn Marie Callender's oh. on October 9th, 2004, which was 24 years to the day that he had murdered Michelle. Good. She got hers. And he was 42 years old. So when his body was found outside of the Marie Calendar's, the police had done an autopsy as part of... Like, I don't know if he was, like, unclaimed or something. I don't really know. But they do an autopsy to discover how he died. And they take, like, a blood card, I guess. So the police were lucky that they had this blood card to be able to test his DNA against what was at the crime scene and give it, like, a 100% match. That, that that was the same guy. Because if he had been cremated or something, you wouldn't have any more DNA. <laughs> yeah. You just have to be like, well, we're pretty sure based on the profile that it was this guy. But they were able to actually match it. Oh wow! So now more about John Hogan. He was born in 1962, so he was two years younger than Michelle. Mm-hmm. And after he was conceived, like I said, his father left the his biological father left the mother, and she raised him with another man with the last name Hogan. Mm-hmm. And they had moved to Santee, California, into a condo complex, which was the same complex that Michelle lived at. Okay. Or later moved to. Yeah, like yeah. this is earlier, right? He's younger living in this complex. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, his family had moved back and forth between Santee and Phoenix or whatever. But he spends his teenage years here and he attends Santana High School yeah. and he hung around the, quote, druggy crowd. Cool. Uh, He ended up getting his high school girlfriend pregnant, and the girlfriend's girlfriend's parents did not like John. So they were like, no, you can't be around her. So he would just, like, live wherever. I don't know. Like, I don't know if he didn't live with his parents or just kind of couch surfed or whatever. Mm. But eventually he enlists in the Air Force, and he gets stationed out in New Mexico. And now his baby mama decides to move to New Mexico with him so they can raise their family together. Then at some point, she ends up moving back to Santee from New Mexico, and he gets leave from the Air Force in October of 1980. So <laughs> that's when he comes back to Santee to visit. In October. That's the same month that she that Michelle oh, was murdered. so like yeah. friggin' nine days later, as soon as he gets back? Yeah, like right the fucking away. But yeah. we don't know circumstances around it, right? Not like really. he so, saw the boyfriend leave or something. No, we don't really know all those details. But here's the thing. So he used to live in the condos that Michelle now lives in. Mm -hmm. And he has friends in those condos. And one of his friends was Michelle's like across the street neighbor or like kitty corner neighbor or something like Mm -hmm. a close by person. And that neighbor would always go and play pool with Michelle in her garage. What? Yeah. So I don't know if John knew Michelle, like if they had played pool together or anything like that, or if John just knew of Michelle because saw a pretty girl across the street. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. And so the police kind of talked to the neighbor and they're like, hey, you know, what do you think about it being this guy? john and he was like oh shit you know what like out of anybody i know i could see him doing it but nobody ever asked him if he had done it isn't that crazy so this guy everybody's just like yeah fucking john he probably did that shit (gasps) yeah okay jesus so the police say there was no forced entry on the night that michelle was murdered so she must have either recognized john and opened the door for him or he could have slipped in through the back door if it was unlocked Or maybe she heard a knock at the door and just assumed it was Patrick and opened the door and John, like, bum-rushed her. Oh, God. Michelle's mother is, like, this is sexually motivated. Like, I'm sure she had been saying this all along. Like, I'm sure somebody saw her and was watching her and wanted her, and that's what they did. That's so sad. I know. And I learned from my um, father-in-law that I guess she would walk around with a gun On her all the time because she said if she ran, if she ever found the guy who killed her daughter, she was gonna kill him. Oh my God. I would do the same, man. Isn't that fucking crazy? Oh, that's terrible. For a woman. Okay, so now John had fled to New Mexico. Like he went back to New Mexico after he had murdered Michelle. Yeah. And not much is known about his life after the murder, other than he had had a few marriages, had a few kids, and that he was addicted to methamphetamines and died of an overdose. At the age of, like, 40-something. That's really shitty. Yeah. And on the day that she—on the anniversary of the day that she— See, that's kind of karma. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, most of John's relatives were not that surprised to hear that it was him. Mm -hmm. uh, Except for his first wife. His first wife was like, nope, they must have been having, like, a consensual relationship on the side or something. But Michelle was absolutely smitten with Patrick. So, like, Why? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's unlikely. Exactly. On the last little note, I have is that Michelle's mom is actually really pissed that he's dead because she <laughs> wanted to kill him. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, wanted to talk. Like, she didn't get any closure, right? Like yeah. She yeah. wanted to talk to him and get her her closure. She didn't yeah. get it. Yeah. Or, you know, justice and all that. Like, yeah. if they have to go through the court system exactly. and Exactly. Yeah. Punished. Yeah. But to just live your life as you want and then die. During the actions of how you wanted to live your life, like that's kind of I could see how she'd be disappointed for sure. But what's funny and what I was saying at the beginning with my goddamn is like I was researching this. I was sitting on the couch. My father in law is just in the other room. I read uh, Raymond Wyatt, which is Michelle's dad, uh, worked at Union Tribune at the time that she was murdered, and I was like, oh shit, Lee's dad used to work there around that time. He worked there in eighty seven, I think it was. And so I was like, hey, do you know Raymond Wyatt? And he was like, Ray Wyatt, Union Tribune? Yeah. And I was like, what? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, crazy. he knows him. And he said that Ray was his superintendent or whatever, like, watched over the floor, and that he knew Patrick Hacomb, Michelle's boyfriend at the time, knew him and worked with him and is really good friends with him, and in fact was supposed to go have lunch with him yesterday. Isn't oh that my God. crazy? Yeah. So he was like, I could probably get him to interview for the podcast. And I was like, I I don't know. (laughs) We (laughs) could be insensitive. Yeah, I'm scared. But, you know, I guess Patrick was heavily considered a suspect for a long time. So I wonder. And my my father in law said that they never really talked about Michelle's murder, but that he had known that he Patrick was dating Ray's daughter and that she had been murdered. Mm. And I was like, would you ever have suspected Patrick? Like, during that whole time, did you ever suspect him? And he was like, oh, God, no. No, like, he's just, like, the nicest guy ever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. And I was like, what? And he was like, what? Because I was filling him in on everything I just read. Yeah. He's like, I just found out yesterday that they got the guy. And I was like, I read this not that long ago. That's and it's crazy. Crazy. I know Armand sent it to us too. He was like, oh, here's a case that you guys should look into because they just figured out who did it. And yeah. And all of our stomping grounds. And so I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And I looked at it and there was really not that much information. And then more recently, this like San Diego Readers published all this stuff. So then I was telling him all of the stuff and he's like, oh, that's crazy. I never knew the whole story. And my father in law is like, yeah, the wife carried a gun. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I don't blame her, though. Well, I have people that I want to ask about the other guy that, like, went to Santana during that time. Oh, if they know John Hogan? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, we should. Right? Let's figure out who—I mean, evidently he ran around with a ju- druggy crowd, so. Yeah, I doubt they did, but— But they might be able to be like, oh, yeah, that guy was a dick. That guy. They'd be like, yeah, I I could see him doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and they have, like, um, I don't know if it's a mugshot or, like, driver's license picture or something, but, like, one of those really awkward ones with the blue background. Mm-hmm. He looks like your typical all-American redneck, you mm-hmm. know, like, from that era. Like, it yeah. could have been any one of our dads. <laughs> but also he looks like a dick. So yeah. Maybe like, any one of our uncles, you know, that, uh. like, one that's a little too rough. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. you're <laughs> just like, I don't like that one. Can you stop? <laughs> 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 anyway, so if you guys want to check out pictures pertaining to my case, go to our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Our handle is at ISGDPodcast. If you would like to email us, you could do so at ISGDPodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to snail mail us, do that at P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Also, I forgot to mention, we have a Patreon. You guys should come join our Patreon for as little as one fucking dollar. You can get an extra episode every month, and you get access to all of the back episodes. Also, we have different tiers, so if you want to donate more to us, then you get more. You can get behind-the-scenes audio, or you can get behind-the-scenes video, And sometimes it's a hot mess and sometimes it's not. But mostly it is. So you should come join. Mostly it is. (laughs) (laughs) Like 100% of the time it is. (laughs) And then on that note, I think that is it. Bye. Bye.